Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, earlier we spoke to pollster Scott Rasmussen about the latest approval numbers for President Biden, what people were worried about uh, as American households get ready to get together for the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, there are a number of polls that have come out this week looking about uh, looking at President Biden, where he is, what the American people feel about the administration and, and all that is going on. Uh, had a really fascinating conversation uh, late in the day yesterday. I was a guest on Bloomberg Radio uh, with Joe Matthew and Emily Wilkins. And uh, Bloomberg's always interesting because they're they're trying to look at it from the numbers standpoint. So we really got into some numbers as it relates to uh, presidential polling numbers. And the interesting thing to me was that uh, Bloomberg, which usually focuses on really the policy implications and a lot of things like inflation and energy prices and uh, regulation, what that, how that impacts businesses and so on. Uh, but they really got into the softer issues. And this was the thing that was interesting as part of this discussion. So we went through the approval, the disapproval number, and I actually agree with the vice president. Those numbers are going to go up and down and up and down as things go. And the American people aren't overly worried about all of that. They have other things to do, which is a good thing for the republic, I will remind us all. Uh, that it is the the things that happen in our homes and communities that uh, matters most in terms of the future of the United States of America. But the interesting thing to me was that uh, both Joe Matthew and Emily Wilkins focused on some of these softer skills that the president ran on uh, that really were a differentiator, I think, in terms of President Biden winning uh, just one year ago. And so we, we kind of went through the, the four C's that are in that softer skill set. Uh, we talked about competence. We talked about compassion, character, uh, and communication skills. And the amazing thing, the stunning thing to me, was that the president's numbers in all of those things uh, are underwater, meaning they're below 50%. And... Uh, that's that's got to be a, a struggle for the White House to wrap their head around that, because whether you liked Joe Biden's politics or not, you could at least say, oh, he seems like a decent guy. He's going to bring some stability. Kind of the adults will be in charge again. Uh, there were all of those kinds of things were really the messages that the president ran on, uh, that he was going to be a uniter, that he was one uh, who had real character and restored the dignity of the office that he was competent, he'd been in the Senate for so long, he'd been vice president for eight years, uh, all of those things. And the American people are saying, I, I'm not sure I believe that anymore either. 
And so fascinating. Again, the, the competence and, and much of the competency question uh, seemed to tie back in to Afghanistan and the withdrawal from with, uh, from Afghanistan, how that was handled, how that was carried out, the communication strategy around it, uh, all of those implications, uh, which are, of course, very complex. Uh, but that really hurt the president in terms of his competence. I think it started to raise questions in people's mind that, you know, is he up for the job? Can he process rapidly? Can his team take in new information in rapidly changing environments, uh, assess it, and then make a decision and then execute on that. And I think people really started to wonder. So I think he took a credibility hit there in terms of competence. The The interesting thing to me was was that in both the compassion score, uh, which, again, he really ran on, that he had this connection, that he was listening to people, that he understood uh, where they were coming from. And, and that's always an important thing for any leader to remember. If you're going to lead, you have to understand the people that you're leading. Or guess what? They are not following. And so this is where that disconnect. We talked about that disconnect a little earlier with Scott Rasmussen, that so many Americans are feeling this disconnect, that maybe the White House isn't listening, that that maybe they just are so focused on their own agenda that they're no longer listening to what is hurting uh, and where American families are struggling especially as it relates to inflation. Again, that seems to be the great disconnect. So the president, I think, took a hit because of Afghanistan in the competence rating. Uh, I think his compassion rating has taken a hit as inflation has continued to rise. Because remember, the administration went through these, these seasons of inflation is not a thing. That was the mantra in the spring. And then it's a transitory thing. Uh, which carried all the way in into October. And now it just is a thing. And what are they going to do about it? And how will these big proposals that the, the president's trying to move through, how are they going to impact that in the short term and the long term? So I think that really hurt the president in terms of this compassion, this connection to what's going on around the dinner table conversations, I think is where he, he really took a hit there. And then uh, the score where he is the worst is, is in his communication. Uh, that the American people are just, it's just not resonating. And I think part of that is the president. Uh, he's He is never going to be Barack Obama or Bill Clinton or Ronald Reagan or John F. Kennedy. Uh, that's that's just not his skill set. And so that's okay. That I think we can all understand and live with. Some uh, some presidents can read the phone book and people will cheer. They, they can do it with such charisma and style. Uh, that's not going to be that's not going to be Joe Biden's uh, mantle and and his real gift as a president. Uh, but the problem, that, and where the disconnect I think is with so many of the American people, is that he keeps repeating the same speeches. I I was very disappointed in his staff uh, in a series of what they kept terming uh, to be critical speeches to the nation. Uh, relating to infrastructure deals and and the Build Back Better agenda. And they were basically cut and paste. Uh, And people have noticed that, uh, that the president doesn't seem to be into it. He just seems to be repeating the same lines off the teleprompter. And so that has created a deep disconnect between the president and the people uh, that he is leading. And in a country that already has a high level of distrust for elected officials uh, and even for institutions of government, uh, that's not helpful. 
uh, to the what the president's trying to do in terms of his, of his agenda. So those four things, uh, again, any leader should be watching those, competence, compassion, character, and communication. Those four C's uh, are always vital to leadership. And the White House has issues in all of those, which I don't think the White House anticipated they would have those kinds of problems this early in the administration. And so that's something they've got to think about. It's something they've got to walk through, especially rolling into 2022. They're going to have to sell that things are better with them in charge. And I'm not sure that they know how they're actually going to do that. Uh, There's also some questions, of course, uh, as Scott Rasmussen pointed out, that people are starting to look at the age uh, of the president and just wondering uh, about that. And I I think that's an interesting one, mostly because that creates a lot of chatter. Uh, And so I don't worry about that one as much as these others we've talked about, uh, because I think uh, the age really isn't a big deal uh, unless it becomes a big deal. And the only way it becomes a big deal is if you're faltering in other areas. So I see that more as a lagging indicator rather than a leading indicator. So a lot to look out there. Stay with us. we got a big hour number two coming up. We always talk about listening to those we disagree with. We're going to talk socialism with Ben Burgess. He's going to make his case for socialism, democratic socialism. We'll listen, see if we can't learn something and be curious. So stay with us on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.